Good morning. It's a Monday. A rainy Monday. Makes you want to stay in bed for a little while longer, doesn't it? But we want you to get up, energize, and get ready for another week here at WKXL. NHTalkRadio.com. It's Kale and Company Live. We are presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Northeast Delta Dental has individual and family plans designed to fit your lifestyle. Learn more and find your plan at Delta Dental Covers Me. Com, as we are officially into race week here in New Hampshire, one of the biggest uh, weeks of the season as far as uh, travel and tourism is concerned in the state of New Hampshire. And uh, a little bit later on in the show today, we'll be chatting with David McGrath, who is the executive vice, uh, vice president and general manager of New Hampshire Motor Speedway. And I know the, uh, the campers, the RVs, the tents are rolling into the speedway right now, getting ready for uh, Sunday's big NASCAR Cup race. And it's always a lot of fun, brings in a lot of uh, tourists to the Granite State, generates uh, a lot of money for the uh, immediate area of uh, you know, Loudoun and Canterbury and Concord and, generally speaking, the entire state uh, of New Hampshire. So, uh, especially uh, in the uh, in the Lakes region. So it's uh, always a, a big, big event. And uh, the race will be uh, Sunday at 2.30. The Crayon 301 on the Magic Mile at New Hampshire Motor Speedway. Well, we have uh, heavy rain and uh, thunderstorms. And they will continue across uh, many parts of New Hampshire through tonight, triggering more flooding in some areas. Some areas, especially in the western part of the state and the uh, Swansea area in particular, uh, have been uh, witnessing some uh, flooding and uh, bands of showers Downpours and thunderstorms will move across New Hampshire today into tonight with a general one to two and a half inches of rain expected in eastern parts of New Hampshire and two to four inches of rain in the western part of the state. Slow-moving tropical downpours could produce up to eight inches of rain in some spots, according to WMUR. Uh, with a lot of this rain falling in just a matter of hours, there is a serious concern for flash flooding, especially in western New Hampshire. Remember to never drive through flooded areas. You just don't know how deep uh, that water is, and you could become submerged uh, very easily. The rain will uh, taper off tonight and then remain mostly cloudy. Still muggy, though. Temperatures uh, in the 60s. A few scattered showers and storms, especially north on a Tuesday. Temperatures will trend a bit warmer with highs around 80 degrees. Hazy, hot, and humid for Wednesday. Highs near 90. A low risk of a shower or storm, mainly north. More shower and storm chances move in for the end of the week. But we hope, we certainly hope they will not interfere with the big race on Sunday at New Hampshire Motor Speedway. At an incident uh, yesterday in uh, Guilford, a Mercedes uh, SUV ended up 
in the water Sunday in Guilford after the driver suffered an apparent medical emergency, according to the fire department. Uh, Guilford Fire Rescue said a woman was driving with her daughter near Weir's Road. The SUV started going off the road near Meadowbrook Lane, went through the woods, through the front lawn of some condos, popped out in front of a business through a guardrail, and into the water. A bystander, uh, Kyle Albuquerque, who works nearby, told uh, WMUR that the car was submerged. I ran over, called 911. A couple of other guys were there. It was a mother and her small child. They grabbed a knife and cut her out of the car. And everyone turned out to be okay. Uh, Mr. Albuquerque said that the local bystanders saved the mother and the daughter's lives. The mother and daughter were taken to the hospital and are expected to be okay. Uh, brooms and other absorbing material or other materials were deployed to help with a spill and uh, DES will do an assessment according to the fire department. New Hampshire DOT was called to assess the damage to the road and the guardrail. But some scary moments yesterday in Guilford, but all appears to be okay. This is Monday, July the 10th. It's National Kitten Day. It's National Pina Colada Day. Pick Blueberries Day, but if you do, uh, don't forget to uh, wear your galoshes. There's a word you probably haven't heard in a while. And it's also uh, Teddy Bear Picnic Day. So bring an umbrella and your teddy bear and have a nice picnic today. Uh, Red Sox, well, they wrapped up their pre-All-Star game play yesterday with a 4-3 victory over the Oakland A's. Masataki Yoshida's eighth-inning home run was the difference in the ball game as the Red Sox won their fifth in a row, sweeping the A's just before the All-Star break, which is now underway. Entering the break, Red Sox, by the way, are 48 and 43 on the year. Now, that is only good for last place in the American League East. Nine games behind the first-place Tampa Bay Rays, who lead the second-place Orioles by only two games. They lead Toronto by seven, the Yankees by eight, the Red Sox by nine. You know, the American League East, certainly without question, the top division in baseball from top to bottom. It's the only division in baseball where all the teams are above 500. In fact, if the Red Sox were to move to the American League Central right now, they would be in first place instead of last place and two and a half games ahead of the current first place team, the Cleveland Guardians. Only six of the uh, 14 teams, or uh, 15 teams in the American League, have better records than the Red Sox. Red Sox are uh, fourth, I should say fifth in the American League East, but four of the teams that are better than them in the American League are all in the American League East. The other two of the West Division frontrunners, Texas and Houston, 
So the Red Sox, after winning five straight now, are going to be off for a while because it's the All-Star break. And the game will be played, uh, the All-Star game will be played uh, tomorrow night in Seattle. The Red Sox have only one representative, and that is closer Kenley Jansen, who uh, closed out the, uh, the victory yesterday against the Oakland A's at Fenway Park. But the Red Sox, with just one All-Star very unusual for the Red Sox to have just one all-star representative, but that is the case this year in case, unless uh, something happens. But uh, unlikely now at this uh, late hour that uh, a replacement would be made. A couple of uh, guys that uh, might be there for the Red Sox, you could make an argument that they, they should be all-stars. Alex Verdugo has had a good Uh, first half for the Red Sox, and uh, Rafi Devers, who's among the league leaders in uh, many categories. But uh, Rafi has had a little defensive uh, issues, some defensive issues this year, third base. And his average isn't what people think it should be. He's hit a lot of home runs. He's uh, had a lot of RBIs. But his batting average and his fielding, I think, are what uh, is keeping Rafi from the uh, Midsummer Classic, as they call it, uh, in Seattle uh, tomorrow night. The big home run derby is tonight uh, in Seattle. I think the most intriguing matchup of the home run derby tonight will be the first-round showdown between Mookie Betts, former Red Sox outfielder, and Vladimir Guerrero, former New Hampshire Fisher Cat, now with the Toronto Blue Jays. Betts and Guerrero will square off in the opening round of tonight's home run derby. And by the way, uh, John Schneider, former manager of the uh, New Hampshire Fisher Cats, is going to be the pitcher for Vladimir Guerrero Jr., So that should be interesting. I don't know if an active manager has ever pitched to uh, a participant in the Home Run Derby prior to this, but John Schneider, who has thrown a lot of BP or batting practice to Vladimir Guerrero Guerrero over the years, whether it be uh, at Delta Dental Stadium in Manchester or at uh, Rogers Center in Toronto and various and uh, sundry places all over the country, and North America for that matter. But John Schneider, the manager of the Toronto Blue Jays, will be throwing to uh, Vladimir Guerrero tonight. I don't know who the pitcher is going to be for Mookie Betts, but that's the opening round home run derby showdown that I am looking forward to tonight, and that uh, will be carried on uh, ESPN and on ESPN2 as well. We will take a quick break and come back with more information that you may be interested in on this Monday morning right here at WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. Don't forget, we're available on Facebook, on Twitter, and on Instagram. We'll take a break and be back with more Kale & Company Live on WKXL, presented by Northeast Delta Dental.
Kale and Company live here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. A delight to have you with us here on this Monday at 22 minutes past the hour. Hey, in soccer last night, in case you missed it, from Cincinnati, goalkeeper Matt Turner made two key penalty shootout saves as the United States outlasted Canada 3-2 to advance to the Gold Cup semifinals. That's right. The Americans have reached 12 straight Gold Cup semifinals, going to a shootout for the first time since losing to Panama in the 2015 Gold Cup third-place game. The Americans improved to 5-4 and four in games decided by penalty kicks. The United States men's national team will now take on Panama in the semifinals on Wednesday night in San Diego. The U.S.-Panama winner advances to the championship match on July 16th against Mexico or Jamaica at the SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, California. So next up, Wednesday night, San Diego. The United States men's team taking on Panama. The winner will take on either Mexico or Jamaica on the 16th at SoFi Stadium in Inglewood. Hey, a, a solar storm forecast for Thursday is expected to give sky gazers in 17 American states a chance to glimpse the northern lights, the colorful sky show that happens when solar wind hits the atmosphere. Northern lights, also known as the aurora borealis, are most often seen in Alaska, Canada, and Scandinavia. But an 11-year solar cycle that's expected to peak in 2024 is making the lights visible in places farther to the south. Three months ago, the light displays were visible in Arizona, marking the third severe geomagnetic storm since the current solar cycle began in 2019. Now, the Geophysical Institute at the University of Alaska at Fairbanks has forecast auroral activity on Thursday in Alaska, Oregon, Washington, Idaho, Montana, Wyoming, North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, New York, New Hampshire, Vermont, Indiana, Maine, and Maryland. So we could possibly see an Aurora Borealis display on Thursday if all the atmospheric conditions uh, go our way. And uh, hopefully, hopefully they will. Republicans who uh, lead three key House committees are joining forces to uh, probe the Justice Department's handling of charges against Hunter Biden after making sweeping claims about misconduct at the agency. Leaders of the House Judiciary Oversight and Accountability and Ways and Means Committees opened a joint investigation into the federal case into President Joe Biden's youngest son, 
days after it was announced last month that he will plead guilty to the misdemeanor tax offenses as a part of an agreement with the Justice Department. Representatives uh, Jim Jordan of Ohio, James Comer of Kentucky, and Jason Smith of Missouri have since issued a series of requests for voluntary testimony from senior officials at the Justice Department, FBI, and the IRS as they investigate what they claim is improper interference. Republicans have also requested a special counsel review of supposed retaliation against the whistleblowers who came forward with the claims. Now, the uh, congressional inquiry was uh, launched after the House Ways and Means Committee, led by Smith, uh, voted last month to publicly disclose hundreds of pages of testimony from the IRS employees who worked on the Hunter Biden case. The transcripts of uh, Greg Shapley and an unidentified agent detailed what they called a pattern of slow-walking investigative steps and delaying enforcement action in the months before the 2020 election, which was won, of course, by uh, Joe Biden. The Justice Department has denied the whistleblower claims and said repeatedly that U.S. Attorney David Weiss in Delaware, the federal prosecutor who led the investigation, had full authority of the case. So uh, here's what to know about the emerging investigation. In April, the first IRS whistleblower, Shapley, came forward when his attorney reached out to GOP Senator Chuck Grassley of Iowa to say that his client had information about a failure to mitigate clear conflicts of interests in the ultimate disposition of what was then an ongoing criminal investigation related to Hunter Biden. Smith, who's the chair of the Ways and Means Committee, who has jurisdiction over the IRS, brought in Shapley in late May for an hour-long or hours-long interview where he described several roadblocks that he and several IRS agents on the case encountered when trying to interview individuals relevant to the investigation or issue search warrants. The whistleblowers insist their testimony reflects a pattern of interference and preferential treatment in the Hunter Biden case, and not just disagreement with their superiors about what investigative steps to take. Justice Department policy has long warned prosecutors to take care in charging cases with potential political overtones around the time of an election to avoid any possible influence on the outcome. The most disputed claim came from the whistleblowers. Uh, from the whistleblowers is that Weiss, first appointed by former President Trump and kept on by the Biden administration, asked the Justice Department in March of 2022 to be provided special counsel status in order to bring the tax cases against Hunter Biden in jurisdictions outside Delaware, including Washington, D.C. and California, but was denied. A second IRS whistleblower who asked the committee to keep his identity secret described his persistent frustrations with the way the Hunter Biden case was being handled handled. Uh, dating back to the Trump administration under Attorney General William Barr. 
He said he started the investigation into Hunter Biden in 2015 and delved deeply into his personal life and finances. Both men, both whistleblowers, have testified that they have faced retaliation at the IRS after coming forward with concerns about the handling of the Hunter Biden case. Schlappley, who was a career supervisory agent, told a committee that Weiss helped block his job promotion after the tax agency employee reached out to congressional investigators about the Biden case. We'll be hearing more about the Hunter Biden case in the uh, days and weeks ahead. What impact it will have on our next presidential election is unknown. And uh, we will see what, uh, what does come out of it as the intrigue continues on Capitol Hill and beyond. Kale and Company live here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. 1450 on the AM dial, 103.9 in the Capital Region, 1019 FM in Manchester and beyond. Streaming around the clock on nhtalkradio.com. Coming up after the break, we will chat with David McGrath, Executive Vice President and General Manager of New Hampshire Motor Speedway. Race week is underway in the Granite State. We'll take a break. We will continue. Right after these words on WKXL, presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Welcome back. It is Kale and Company. We are live here at WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. A delight to have you with us on this Monday morning. And uh, we're uh, awaiting a call from the uh, Executive Vice President and General Manager of New Hampshire Motor Speedway, David McGrath, to talk about uh, race week in the uh, Granite State. Meanwhile, uh, this from the uh, Concord Monitor today. Concord firefighters uh, will see a 4% wage increase next year as part of a two-year union contract that city councilors will be asked to approve tonight. Uh, the two-year contract between the city and the International Association of Firefighters, a 72-member union, will uh, cost an additional $243,000 in 2024 and $257,000 in 2025. Additionally, the contract calls for adding Juneteenth as a paid holiday, which will cost the city around $20,000 in 2024 and $20,500 in 2025 and add additional training for EMT advanced recertification, which will cost an additional $2,900 in 2024 and $3,000 in 2024 for an added four and a half hours of training annually. The trend follows that of municipal and public safety employees throughout the city whose wages have gone up by the recommended 4% based on the rising inflation costs. As part of the recently approved budget, the city will undertake a wage and classification study 
to boost salaries in order to remain competitive and increase retention, which has been a problem across all city departments, uh, specifically uh, when it comes to public safety. In June, the uh, city council approved a $130.1 million budget to include a fire department budget of $16.6 million, which was a 1.2% increase from last year's approved budget of $16.4 million. The year before, uh, the city added a fourth ambulance to the fire department. In addition to purchasing the vehicle, a new emergency crew was hired and trained. Uh, One-third of the city's overall tax increase that year was due to the addition of the ambulance and crew, uh, purchasing a new tower truck, paying for overtime costs, and upgrading the certifications of 14 emergency medical technicians to advanced EMTs. The city solicitor's office recommends the city council approve the cost items outlined in the agreement. So that is the latest on the uh, proposed pay raise for Concord Fires, which uh, is going to uh, go up for approval tonight before the uh, Concord City Councilors. So that is uh, one issue that uh, will be on the minds of uh, the firefighters and their union today. We talked about the uh, the home run derby earlier, and uh, that is going to be tonight. The All-Star Game, baseball's All-Star Game, will be played tomorrow night at uh, T-Mobile Park in Seattle, and uh, the home run derby scheduled for tonight. Uh, Participants are seeded for the opening round based on their season home run totals as of the 4th of July. The tiebreaker, which gave uh, uh, Luis Robert of the uh, Chicago White Sox the number one seed over uh, Pete Alonso, was home runs as of June 15th. So the matchups are going to be like this. The number one seed, Luis Robert Jr. versus number eight, Adley Rutschman. Number two, the polar bear, Pete Alonzo, who has won the home run derby twice, will be taking on the number seven seed, Julio Rodriguez. And here's the most intriguing matchup for me anyway. Uh, Mookie Betts will be taking on Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Mookie Betts, of course, now of the Dodgers and uh, Vladdy Guerrero Jr. of the Toronto Blue Jays, former member of the uh, New Hampshire Fisher Cats. And uh, finally, Adolis Garcia will take on Randy Arozarena of the uh, Tampa Bay Rays. So those are your matchups for tonight's Home Run Derby in Seattle. Well, the Red Sox and uh, all other Major League teams were involved in the Major League draft uh, last night, which is now part of the All-Star Weekend. And uh, this uh, piece coming from the Boston Globe, the top college catchers with strong offensive and defensive profiles represent a scarce commodity, often resulting in their selection at or near the top of the MLB draft. And so, as the 2023 scouting season unfolded, University of Virginia catcher Kyle Teal seemed like a potentially 
unattainable dream selection for the Boston Red Sox, who owned pick number 14 in the draft. But guess what? On Sunday night, Teal, T-E-E-L, viewed as a likely top 10 pick, was one of those surprises. As he dropped to number 14, and the Red Sox were able to draft him. Teal combines uh, excellent natural athleticism and tremendous arm strength behind the plate with the ability as a left-handed hitter to drive the ball to all fields, the sort of profile that represents a hand-and-glove fit for Fenway Park. Teal said that the end of the draft, thinking he he could go anywhere between the 5th and 20th spots in the draft after being taken by the Sox, he was elated. He said, I couldn't be happier that I'm going to Boston. It is a dream come true. Teal had a monster season as a junior at the University of Virginia, batting a 407. How about that? 13 home runs, 38 extra base hits in 65 games. While uh, he had always uh, shown the makings of a good hitter who could use the entire field, he made some adjustments to add more looseness to his swing that allowed his considerable raw power to start showing, with his home run total more than doubling from six that he had hit in 2022. And uh, this year wound up with uh, 13 homers in uh, 2023. So there you go. You'll be uh, hearing that name, and uh, I don't know where he'll be assigned initially by the Red Sox in their farm system, but uh, the name is Kyle Teal, a left-handed hitting catcher. That is a scarce commodity, folks. And the Red Sox were able to draft one last night. He slipped a little bit. They thought he would be a top 10 selection in the Major League Baseball draft, but dropped to number 14 where the Red Sox were picking in the first round, and they were able to select him. So uh, nice turn of events as far as the uh, Boston Red Sox uh, are concerned, and uh, they could certainly use help in uh, that position. Uh, Connor Wong has, has done a pretty good job behind the plate this year uh, for the Red Sox. They have Reese McGuire, who is currently on the injured list uh, for, for the Red Sox. But uh, the overall depth in uh, catching in the organization uh, is not all that strong. They do have a player by the name uh, of Hickey, who is another left-handed hitting catcher. Uh, who plays for the Portland Sea Dogs. I saw him play at uh, Delta Dental Stadium last week for Portland. And uh, he, he didn't look bad behind the plate. He hit a home run uh, the game I went to a week ago. So uh, we shall uh, follow his progress as well. But certainly it's a position that you can never have too much depth because, uh, you know, catchers are, uh, you know, uh, susceptible to uh, a lot of injuries. And the better depth you have, the better off you will be in terms of uh, that position in Major League Baseball. Now, President Biden's itinerary this week in Europe is dominated by the ongoing war in Ukraine and his continued efforts to rally an international coalition against Russia's invasion of its neighbor. 
Biden's initial stop on his three-nation trip is Britain. Uh, he's meeting with the King Charles III for the first time since the latter was crowned king in May. Uh, Biden, of course, as you know, did not attend Charles's coronation, sending First Lady Jill Biden instead. And Monday's visit will be marked by a bit of a royal pomp and circumstance, including a royal salute, a viewing of U.S.-related artifacts at Windsor Castle, and tea time. And I don't mean playing golf uh, for the two men. Biden and Charles will uh, also use their visit to bring attention to climate issues, hosting a forum that will focus on how to encourage private companies to engage in more clean energy efforts, specifically in developing economies. We're going to take a quick break here. Kale and Company live on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. And we are presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Right here, WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. Great to have you with us on this Monday morning. Stay with us. Kale and Company live here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. It's wicked fast. Wicked fun, it's NASCAR weekend at New Hampshire Motor Speedway. And uh, joining us is the man in the middle of all of it, the executive vice president and general manager of New Hampshire Motor Speedway, David McGrath. David, how are you this morning? Ken, thanks for having me on. I'm doing really well. Appreciate the uh, the opportunity. I wish Mother Nature would uh, get this rain out of her system real soon, though. I was going to say, rain, rain, go away. It's not <laughs> it's not good for racing, as we saw last night uh, in Atlanta when the race had to be shortened. But that's right. Uh, but I would just assume she gets it out of the way right now. So this is probably not the worst thing to have it happen it, on a Monday, right? Exactly. I exactly. And of course, I, I would imagine uh, race weekend coming up, but race week. Is is already underway. I, I would imagine the influx of of campers and RVs and tents are are all happening right now at New Hampshire Motor Speedway. Yeah, race fans started arriving. Ken Saturday morning, eight a.m. shop. They were uh, ready to go, eager. And I was here doing a uh, doing a lot yesterday, and I was amazed at the amount of campers on a Sunday. Um, you know, a lot of folks. You know, some drop their 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 equipment and then leave and come back middle of the week, but. I was amazed at the amount of people who are here for the duration. So we're, we welcome them, and we welcome them all week, and we can't wait to put on some fantastic racing at the Magic Mile as we get ready for the Crayon 301 on Sunday. And there's going to be uh, a lot of it. Uh, the action uh, really gets underway on Friday night and uh, with the uh, Dirt Duels presented by New England Racing Fuel at the Flat Track. And the, the Flat Track racing uh, last year proved to be uh, very, very popular. Yeah, we, you know, we built this little quarter-mile flat track at the south end of the property, Ken, and, and fans really have, have responded to it. We started it in 19, took a couple of breaks during the COVID period, brought it back last year, and this year, you know, again, weather permitting, um, it's going to be a fantastic night of racing. Three classes, Sprint Cars of New England, Granite State Mini Sprints, and the Dirt Midget Association. So we're going to have a lot of fun, and then follow that up with a big fireworks show and a free concert by cover band shot of poison so 
that's a good way to kick off. It's just an absolute awesome weekend of racing at New Hampshire Motor Speedway. Oh, unbelievable uh, weekend of racing. The big doubleheader on Saturday with the Ambetter Health 200 NASCAR Xfinity Series race at 3. And, of course, some of the Cup Series drivers uh, participate in that uh, race as well. And the uh, Mohegan Sun 100 NASCAR Wheeland Modified Tour race at 6. Uh, you know, people around here and I think around the region uh, love their modifieds. Yeah, this is modified country, no doubt. And, uh, you know, we had an advanced uh, visit with Ryan Priest a few weeks ago. Yeah. And he, you know, obviously from Berlin, Berlin, Connecticut, he was explaining that, you know, this is this is the part of the world where part of the country where modified, it's just got such a stronghold. And every year at the Magic Mile, they put on one of the best races of the weekend. And fans have really come to love that race and it's I think mean, I think they pass for the lead twice every lap on the back stretch and the front stretch. It's so exciting to watch. But yeah, double header Saturday, two great races with the uh Ambrader Health two hundred Xfinity race and then the Mohegan Sun one hundred modified race. So I think fans are in for a a great Saturday for sure. And that is a, a terrific bargain. Uh I mean uh, tickets start at forty five dollars for adults. Kids twelve and under admitted free where do you see that yeah free that you don't see that every day and mom and dad free parking and you can even bring in your own food and drink into the grandstand so i mean it doesn't get any better than that and we're excited that kids 12 and under get to experience nascar for zero zero dollars on saturday and then can only 10 bucks on sunday during the big nascar cup series crayon 301 race so really good deal for for parents all over the, the region to bring their children up and have a absolute fun time at New Hampshire Motor Speedway in our fan zone, all the fun food that we have available in the grandstands, and then great racing. Yeah, no doubt about that. And uh, as you mentioned, you, you can bring your, your own uh, food and drink in into the racetrack, into uh, the Magic Mile, and, uh, and uh, you know, save a little that way. They, you know, they're very, there are very few restrictions, and, uh, and that is great. People, I think, really appreciate that because it can be a long day, and uh, it's, a, it's a fun day, but it can be a long one as well. So uh, it's great that people are allowed to be able to do that. But, uh, the, uh, in fact, we, had, uh, we were talking about the uh, Modified Series last week. We had Ryan Priest uh, on the show who was the champion at one time, and we were saying, I think he's won 25 races uh, in the modified world and was the champion one year. And all of those races, I mean, you win by a razor-thin margin. I mean, the races usually always come down to the wire in the modified series. Every year, uh, Ken, yeah. it's always that, you know, it's that guy kind of lurking in seventh, eighth place with 15, 20 laps, or usually about 15 laps to go. You see all of a sudden they've kind of saved their tires. They've kind of left a little something in the, uh, in the tank, if you will. And then there's always a charge to the front. And they, they, you're right. It comes down to sometimes it can be a little over-aggressive driving, and there's sometimes a wreck, and some people are the beneficiaries of that of that. Uh, of that uh, aggression, but um, yeah, it's always comes down to the last lap of the magic mile. And I expect, you know, this, this year to be no different. I think race fans are in for, as they always are in for a real treat when they watch the Mods race at, at New Hampshire Motor Speedway. And you mentioned Sunday, the big uh, crayon 301 NASCAR cup series race at two thirty, And uh, it's, it's getting late in the, uh, in the regular season, NASCAR's regular season. And, and many drivers have yet to, uh, 
lock up playoff spots. So this is going to be a a very pivotal race uh, in the series. Yeah, I expect, and I would tell fans listening that this weekend will probably be one of the better races they've ever seen at, at New Hampshire Motor Speedway. And the reason I say that, Ken, is um, Goodyear did a ma- massive tire test back here in April with Christopher Bell, Brad Keselowski, and Chase Elliott. Um, and they really soften the compound of the tire that they're bringing to New Hampshire. Uh, and this, of course, is you know April to July. The temperatures of the asphalt can be greatly different. Um, but the point is, it's a softer compound. It wears faster, makes it a little, makes it a little uh, the, the tire gives up a little earlier than they've probably been accustomed to, which I think is going to create a lot more close competitive racing. And quite frankly, to your point, Chase Elliott really needs a win. And he's got extra lap times here in New Hampshire Motor Speedway with all that testing that they did back in April. So we'll see. But I think fans are in for one of the better races at New Hampshire Motor Speedway that they've seen in quite some time. And I can't wait to see this new tire and what it does on the track. And, of course, uh, the winner of the Crayon 301 will be presented with a 15 to 20-pound lobster, affectionately named Loudon the Lobster. (laughs) Loudon the Lobster will be ready to go. I hope to uh, put my eyes on him later on this week down at our friends at Macra Steakhouse uh, and Seafood. But, uh, yes, Loudon the Lobster will be handed to a lucky winner. Um, on the, in Victory Lane on on Sunday the sixteenth. Can't uh, can't wait to do that. That uh, that is without question the most unique trophy in all of NASCAR, maybe in all of professional sports itself. You know? <laughs> yeah, it is. It is pretty cool, Ken. It uh, you know it certainly pays homage to our fishing industries all up and down the the eastern you know in New England from from Maine right on down into into Connecticut. Um, it is fun to you know, obviously showcase that industry, but you're right. It's a unique trophy. We're proud to do it. And, um, I think the drivers really respond. Well, some, I should say, some drivers don't respond as well to it, but others do. <laughs> and we talked with, uh, Ryan priest, as we mentioned, and he went on a lobstering trip uh, a couple of weeks ago and, uh, he said he really enjoyed it. He did. He did really well. We had him as a rail man on the side of a boat and our, our friend, uh, Mike Flanagan out of, out of Kittery, Maine and his boat, uh, Sea View Lobster Company was awesome. They took Ryan out. They he hauled a couple of traps and I got to tell you, Ken, he did really well. I mean, I think he could be a future. He has a future in the lobstering industry, but he got right in there, had no problems grabbing them things to make sure they weren't, you know, they weren't nipping at him, but, uh, he, you know, he caught them, brought them aboard, banded them, did all the things you're supposed to do on a lobster boat. It was kind of, it was a unique experience. For that, sure. that was a terrific experience. No, no doubt about that. Lots of fun for the entire family, even, uh, you know, uh, away from the track on the, uh, on the uh, track grounds and uh, some, some new things coming along uh, this year in the fan zone. Yeah, so we're bringing back the groove, obviously, which was a very big popular hit with the fans last year. But we're bringing in a new stunt show, the Canine Stars. So it's a dog show um, that will be coming with their own swimming pool. Um, we think fans are really going to love that. And, and then we're bringing back Race Day Live with Kenny Wallace and John Roberts will be here um, as well. So we think there's a lot of cool new things for fans to really interact with uh, at, the, uh, at the Speedway. Well, uh, and uh, New England Legends car display and uh, all kinds of things going on. Carnival games, an inflatable obstacle course, games and prizes from uh, many of your partners at New Hampshire Motor Speedway. 
And as always, it's going to be a terrific week and uh, weekend starting on uh, on Friday night. And David, we always appreciate you taking the time and uh, have a terrific race week. Thank you so much, Ken. I appreciate you having me on. Everybody go to NHMS.com for all the ticket information you need. Thanks you so go. much. Wicked fast, wicked fun. NASCAR weekend, July 14th through the 16th. Thanks, Dave. Thank you, sir. And that will do it for this edition of Kale and Company. Thanks for joining us here on WKXL, NHTalkRadio.com. And don't forget, you can find us Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all over the place. We're presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Make it a great Monday, everybody.